Hi guys, it's Laura Castleman of IW Systems, a company for independent women, and today I want to talk to you about an article that I wrote and had published in Startup Nation on how you can foster inclusion and equality in your startup. Now, both as a founder of my own company and as a CEO of JVZoo, this is a question that we ask ourselves every day. How do we keep up and tap into the awesome power of smart and talented women? And in particular, at JVZoo, in an industry where women make up just 11% of developers, we focused on creating a work environment that empowers employees, both men and women, to take on challenges and evolve in their careers. We don't hire for demographics, rather we hire for skill. As a result, our ratio of men to women employees is 50-50, and women make up one-third of our development team. Yeah! Now, as a female CEO, I know my decisions and actions affect not only the women who work with me, but also the daughters and granddaughters who will follow in our footsteps. And that's why I believe it's so important that startup leaders do their part to make their companies more inclusive. It's not always easy. Even as a female CEO, we're battling centuries of social constructs that tell us to be quiet, to sit down, to be seen and not heard. But during my time as CEO, I've learned a few things about promoting equality for all employees. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. What you Number one, pay disparities exist, but they don't have to. Many of us are familiar with the often cited statistic that women are paid about 80 cents per every dollar that men are paid. But for women of color, that gap is wider. Black and Latina women earn about 63 cents and 54 cents respectively for every dollar white men earn. Some states, such as New York and Massachusetts, have taken steps to close the gender pay gap, but our fight is far from finished. In fact, according to the Institute for Women's Policy Research, the gap won't close until 2059, if the rate of change remains the same as it did between 1959 and 2015. That statistic still blows my mind. They're saying we won't reach equality in pay until 2059. So business leaders, you can, and you should do your part to fix pay disparities within your own companies. Pay attention to how you decide salaries. You should be basing them on experience, skill set, and difficulty of the job and nothing else. You should not be asking yourself, is this woman of childbearing age? Will she be taking maternity leave? You should not be asking yourself, does this woman have children? Will she be taking them to recitals and soccer practice? In fact, you should only be looking at the skill set, the person interviewing for the position, be it male or female, come with and what that skill set is worth and you should pay on that. Put a system in place. Don't go with your gut when it comes to pay. Go above and beyond by doing a survey every year to see where your wages fall in the industry. Competitive wages will always bring you the brightest talent. And if you build a reputation for paying your employees, no matter their gender, you'll find even more superstars in the mix. Number two, benefits should benefit everyone. Both women and men divide domestic duties more evenly than they did a few decades ago. But women still spend more time doing housework and handling childcare responsibilities than men. Often that means working mothers are juggling household chores while attending kids' extracurricular activities and managing family finances, all while they're working a full-time job that comes with its own set of responsibilities. 
Even inadvertently, companies can put working mothers at a disadvantage when they're creating their benefits packages. For instance, if you require all employees to clock a certain number of office hours per week, working moms may be forced to sacrifice a vacation day to care for a sick child. It's important that company leaders acknowledge unintended consequences like this when they're building benefits packages. You need to create benefits that allow parents of all genders to grow in their careers while also having and raising children. One of our biggest wins at JVZoo is offering both paid maternity and paternity leave. Benefits such as flexible work, unlimited paid time off, and the ability to self-manage make a job much more attractive for everyone. Now, if you interview at a job for me, you're going to understand both at the interview and before we finalize your new hire paperwork that I don't micromanage. I don't not only have the patience for it, but I don't have the time to do it and I don't have the desire to do it. In fact, I look at it as if I'm hiring adults for a job. Adults that can understand when I tell them, these are your responsibilities, these are your deadlines, what they need to do to meet those deadlines and to meet those responsibilities. They also understand what their outside responsibilities are in their personal lives. So whether they are a mother or a father or whether or not they're just trying to be a good friend or sibling or they're trying to give back to society and donating their spare time to charities or other events in their community, they are able to manage all of those things and still get their work done because I'm not micromanaging them. Now, understand that some people do require and actually want micromanagement. I understand that. I'm well aware of it and I'm also very clear that those people should not want to be on my team because they're not going to get their needs met and I'm going to grow frustrated. So if you can micromanage your own time and you are looking for someone that allows flexible time and allows you as an adult to get your responsibilities at work while you're juggling your responsibilities at home done as long as you meet your deadlines, then hey, come and fill out an application to work with me in one of my companies. What you want? Number three, contribution trumps all. Now it sounds like a no-brainer on paper that promotion should be granted based on merit and not gender. Yet in 2017, a study from Lean In and McKinsey found that men get promoted more often than women. And this is indicative of a larger systemic but subtle problem. Gender discrimination is so deep-seated that many of us don't even realize the ways it affects us and our careers. From a young age, for instance, women are taught to be demure. In the workplace, that can translate to women hesitating to advocate for promotions. As a result, companies may promote less deserving but bolder male employees. It is crucial that we all fight these internalized biases to evaluate our employees' performance from an objective point of view. Establish a process for promotion eligibility and then apply it to everyone. What are the key metrics that matter to each position? Do you value staying late every day or getting more work done in less time? Now, Whatever you decide will be specific to your company, but when you have the standards in place, make sure every employee knows them and then be rigorous in applying them. Number four, mentorship fosters leadership. Research tells us that having more women decision makers leads to stronger companies. Yet a 2018 report found more than 70% of startups still have no women on their board of directors and 57% have no women in executive roles. Fixing this pervasive issue is less about being a hero yourself and more about creating avenues for women to lift themselves and each other up. Now, according to Jane Nelson, who's a lecturer and a director at Harvard Kennedy School's Corporate Social Responsibility Initiative, women don't need help. Women need recognition and support. 
They need champions. What do you want? Consider spearheading a mentorship program that allows women to network and connect as well as help one another navigate workplace challenges. Furthermore, through a mentorship program, those already in positions of influence can help guide promising women employees through their careers and pivotal decision points, eventually helping them to rise to leadership. Now ladies, I have said it more than once that the great Sheryl Sandberg told us to sit at the table and that was so inspiring and we started listening and we started doing it. But the problem still arises when we look around the room and realize there is only one seat, if that, at most tables for women. And then what started happening was women got defensive and they got protective over their one seat and they too started hedging out other women who were intelligent who were perfect for positions at that table as well. And what we need to do as females now is show we are not intimidated by another intelligent woman. In fact, we are stoked about it. And don't become defensive about your seat at the table. In fact, slide your chair over, pull up another seat, and invite another intelligent lady to sit down and ask her to speak up and to share her brilliant ideas. And finally, as a startup leader, when you're fostering inclusion and equality, you need to remember that your goal is to create a work environment that appeals equally to both men and women. Then you can look for the skill set that matches, regardless of gender. That's all today. I'm Laura Castleman, an equality-driven leader with IW Systems, a company for independent women. <laughs> <laughs>